Here at Gays Talking Straight, we care about your overall health and well-being. We are not medical experts or healthcare professionals. Nothing we say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your health or well-being, please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to Gays Talking Straight. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. I'm here today with Jack Garcia from Team Friendly. We're talking about strategies for risk management in sexual encounters. This is probably a not safe for work conversation. Jack, I want to thank you so much for coming today to talk to us. Thank you, Richard. It's my pleasure. I'd like to start with a conversation about the word safe. Back in the day when I was in the San Francisco Bay Area in the late 80s and early 90s, we didn't talk about safe. We talked about safer, that, that it was about managing your risk in some way. What is your experience with that word in the community today? Unfortunately, today people say that they're safe because they feel that when they're online looking for somebody, um, it says that the person's negative and they've been tested. They know that they're not going to contract anything. And it's totally contrary because today the only way that you know that you're going to um, be safer is by using a condom or being on PrEP. If you use the condom, obviously you're going to protect yourself from catching HIV and any other STD. Whereas if you're on PrEP, you're only going to be protecting yourself from HIV. So safe is a word that's used for full security from people. And unfortunately, these days, you've just got to know how to protect yourself. And it means taking your health in your own hands. So personal responsibility in your actions that protect you and in some cases your partner because of the choices you make. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit about condoms and the notion of safe, because in the mentoring work that I do, I encounter this a lot. I use condoms. I'm safe. The information that's available from the CDC is very interesting about this. In a laboratory setting, we're talking about its highly effective barrier against pathogens. But the published information also says, in reality, that's just not so that there's all kinds of problems with using condoms. The other thing that I think is interesting is, what point do you put on that condom? Have you ever had a blowjob with a condom on? (laughs) And yes, you're right. There is a problem with condoms because a lot of people don't even know how to put on a condom correctly. So that is where the problem lies, where people um, think that the condom is safe and If properly put on, yes, it will protect you. When using a condom, there's good ways and there's every other thing you can do. They slip, they break, they get micro tears, they're the wrong size, you don't put it on soon enough. I mean, there's so many things that happen with condom usage. Condom equals safe, that's a myth. It is. It is. I mean, even even the aspect of um, if you're kissing somebody, you can catch an STD. And that's where the issue is. Um, people don't know to tell the doctor to do a mouth swab to make sure that they don't have anything. Well, you know, gonorrhea, chlamydia, several of the STDs can be transmitted through the back of the throat or in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Any of the, the wet mucous membranes, not just the, the genital area. Exactly. So, plus then there's the ones that, that can be transmitted through skin contact. So syphilis and HPV and herpes, 
you could be wearing the condom and still get those under the right conditions. So, yeah, condom is safe is kind of a myth. Now, I don't want to tell people don't use condoms. In fact, the opposite. Condoms work. They're highly effective when used properly. Exactly. But they're not enough by themselves. You're still at some degree of risk. And the other way to protect yourself is you know, when you go to your doctor and having an STD test, have them do the swab because then you'll know and they can treat you accordingly. Well, as uncomfortable as it could be, there's throat swabs, rectal swabs, penal swabs, vaginal and can, swabs. And they can do all of them. Yes. Well, <laughs> mostly not on the same person for the last two, but <laughs> every once in a while, I suppose. But no... Getting that STD exam, this is another thing that I run across is, oh, I've been tested, therefore I'm safe. Which is a myth. Well, and we know that. We do. <clears throat> because how many people do I know that, you know, when they say they've been tested and I ask about that, it was, oh, I don't know, last year, maybe, well, I don't know, maybe a year ago, maybe it was a little longer. And the day after they had sex with who, and because they were happy, they didn't use a condom, and maybe they've been carrying that STD for a year plus. And even if you got tested yesterday, how long was it since you last had unprotected sex? Which also comes into consideration on how accurate that HIV test is, or any other STD test. I, uh, I did some research about this, and I was kind of surprised because the numbers have changed since the last time I looked at this. But apparently we're to the point where they can now, in about 95% of the cases of infection, uh, detect infection within four weeks of exposure. And about 98% within, you know, a month, couple months or something. And I was kind of, a, that's really amazing in terms of the science and the technology that's available for that. But the implication of that is that you're carrying virus and potentially shedding virus within a week of exposure. And so you could have HIV, not know it, be thinking that you're okay because you were tested at some point, and, and actually spreading HIV inadvertently. And that's true. So that's why it's usually very good for somebody to either be on PrEP on a daily basis, which will protect you from catching HIV, uh, or be using the condom when you have sex, if you're not on PrEP. I want to take a few minutes and talk about the people who are kind of uh, using what we used to call sorting as a strategy for risk management. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, for those who don't know, sorting is the idea that you know your status, you ask the person about their status, and, and basically that's enough. If I'm negative and you're negative, then we're good. And if you're positive and I'm positive, then we're good. And that's the strategy that people use to select partners. And unfortunately, people can say whatever they want. Well, it doesn't mean that they're being honest about their status. So, people lie. Exactly. So serious sorting is not a good idea in order to choose a mate to have sex with because you're basically taking a risk. I mean, not everybody is a liar, but you've got to understand there's people that are afraid to go get tested because what if they are positive? Uh, will they be discriminated against? Will they have stigma put against them? 
um, what if somebody did get tested and never went back for the results and said, oh yeah, I got tested, I'm negative, but they don't have the results. Um, and what if somebody went and got tested and just chickened out? And because they went in, they can say that they were negative because people saw them at the test site. So you have all these things, but then on the other flip side, you have those people that are bug chasers that are looking for somebody who's positive so they can catch the HIV, which is another thing that they'll say, oh, I have HIV so they can play with somebody who has it, but they want to catch it purposely. That's a, you know, back in the early 90s in, in the Bay Area, there was a fairly substantial community of guys that that was a, a big thing. The, the, the bug chasers. And it was, I remember looking at this online profile and they said BB. And I'm thinking, you don't look like a bodybuilder. <laughs> Cause I didn't know. It, I actually had to ask and learn that they were talking about bareback. And it's bareback. like, well, what's that? And even have that explained to me, you know, sex without a condom. And the idea that people would consciously seek out to become HIV positive, And this is back really even before AZT was available. And believe it or not, even to this day, there are pause parties because people still want to catch HIV because they believe it's going to be a free ride or it's going to be a vacation. Well, I think they have some learning to do. And that's why I'm happy that we're doing this because hopefully we can educate and teach people that they should take pride in themselves and they should be thinking about their health and, you know, want to get tested and make sure that if they're negative, take proper precautions and stay negative. And if you're positive, then go on your medications, become undetectable, because if you're undetectable, you're untransmittable, which is U equals U, which is another topic. Yeah. Well, let's, let's actually spend a minute talking about U equals U. Uh, there's decades of research available at this point. I remember, again, back in the day when there was the announcement about the magnetic trials, the, the magnetic couples where you had a positive partner and a negative partner, and they were looking at you know, what was happening in those relationships with regard to transmission within the relationship. And it was some of the, some very long-term studies were done around this. Basically, was just what last year that they had the big announcement in 2017 September of 2017, and it was a campaign started by Bruce Richmond um, of U equals U. I mean, he's the one that brought it to the forefront and showed that the science was there, and the CDC finally took a listen to him, and they started to look at all the numbers. And it was September of 2017 that the CDC finally said that, yes, undetectable equals untransmittable. So um, we have to thank Bruce Richmond for really pushing this campaign out to the forefront and, you know, shedding the light that you don't have to have stigma against somebody who's undetectable because as long as they take their medications on a daily basis and have been undetectable for at least six months or more, they cannot transmit the virus to somebody who's negative. This is actually a really important thing because you know, we have this aging population of men that were infected early on, mm-hmm. before there was treatment, many of them, and then treatment came along, and you know they're still alive today, and they have been 
undetectable, some of them for a very, very long period of time, and suffered plenty of stigma and, and discrimination around the whole being HIV positive and dealing with the world. It's also really good, I think, for people to realize it's not, it doesn't have to be a reason to say no or to come to love someone and be in a relationship with them. And that it doesn't condemn you to a lifetime of lack of intimacy because we'll spend all of our time having sex with condoms only. Thank you for all the work you do. My pleasure. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gays Talking Straight. Special thanks to our guest, Jack Garcia. You can find our videos at www.youtube.com slash gays talking straight. That's STR number eight. Gays Talking Straight is recorded at Timaqua in Orlando, Florida. www.timacua.com. Timaqua, where they've been making art since 2000. Our executive producer is Judy Wallace, directed by Raphael Pignon. Video and audio by Benoit Glazer, who also wrote and performed our theme music. Our social media manager is Nathaniel Butler. Sabah O is our researcher and floor manager. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. Thank you for being a part of Gays Talking Straight.